Hello, and welcome to the UConn Entrepreneur Podcast Series, a series all about how UConners are pivoting their businesses and adapting during the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Carrie, and I'm recording today on the traditional territory of Champaign and Ajax First Nations, and I'm joined today by Kate, who's back from season one. Kate, please introduce yourself. Hi, Carrie. It's good to be back again. Uh, I am Kate Fitzgerald, uh, co-owner and creative director of Velvet Antler Productions. I'm super excited to be back on Carrie's podcast, and I'm tuning in from the traditional territory of the Kwanlandan First Nation and the Tongwichan Council. Thanks, Kate. So what's Velvet Antler? Velvet Antler Productions by, I don't know, website quote definition. Um, originally, and still, uh, we're a dance-based entertainment company. Um, conventions produce shows, do that kind of thing. Um, and we have, which we'll get into as we chat, really grown into uh, an adult dance studio space throughout the pandemic. So can't wait to talk more about that. Sure, and how long have you been operating? Uh, we officially started operating teaching classes um, as you know, in 2015, Velvet Antler Productions as an entity has actually been around for almost 10 years. 2012 was the first time we uh, performed under the title of Velvet Antler Productions. Okay. Uh, Kate, going back in time, what's your first memory of the pandemic? When, when was that you're like, aha, that this is going to be like a really big deal? Um, my first memory was probably, okay, so it's really weird that I remember these specific dates, but I do. Um, so March 13th, Friday, March 13th was like the last regular day. And I remember leading up to that day, all of the rumblings around town, I was still working uh, for YG at that point in time. And so there's just so much chitter chatter of like not knowing what's gonna happen and what's about to happen. And we had this like staff function plan that night. And that's all anyone could focus on was like, are we gonna be able to do, it was just so short-sighted, I think. That was my first like, what is some, something is about to happen and I don't think we're looking far enough ahead. <laughs> yep. Yep. And what have you learned about Velvet Productions? Like how about your business model and how you operate over the past couple of years? Um, we're very adaptable as most artists and performers are. Um, all those cliche things like go with the flow and fake it till you make it is like our industry mantra. So you, we really just <laughs> apply those things that we know from performing on stage and put it into our real life. Um, and then from like, I guess the outside, unbelievably loyal client base. Whatever we're, whatever we're doing, our community really appreciates it and have stuck beside us. So it's been pretty cool. Who is your customer? Are you UConn, like do, do you have an, a, uh, a broader audience? Whitehorse, like I definitely know of folks that have come in from the communities and taken a drop-in class or been visiting from Vancouver and taken a drop-in kind of class. But yeah, our market is Whitehorse based. Um, I guess if we're doing a convention, you could have a, visitors in the audience kind of thing, but Whitehorse based, uh, we tend to focus on um, women and femme identifying folks that want to connect with themselves and their bodies and their sexuality. We've never turned anyone away. So as long as you're not like an angry, hiss, cis, hetero white man, you're welcome. 
<laughs> uh, as a business owner, leadership's inherent in all that we do. What are you learning about leadership during this time? Um, I'm umming a lot. <laughs> uh, I have learned that you need to really listen when you're leading and to yeah, listen and absorb and to take my time before heading in a direction. Although we've had to pivot quickly and make, make quick decisions, there is always time to like take a breath, take even an hour before you say whatever your decision is going to be and, and just stick with it. Trust the people around you too. Take a numb. Yeah, take a numb. <laughs> uh, we've all had to adapt in some way. What are some of the adaptations that you're most proud of in your business? Growing the studio. So when I first uh, spoke with you in April, we had just had to, you know, cancel the classes that we were running and stop planning a show that we were planning on doing. And Velvet Antler Productions at that point was very much a performance-based business, an event-based business. And the classes were supplementary income and also uh, like kind of an interest, but it always kind of fed to that performance model. And then it all stopped. And in my mind, it was like, I don't, what are we doing? We, we kind of have nothing but we kept teaching our classes because we were able to do that. We kept the numbers small and we were able to keep just keeping our name, the Velvet Antlers name out there. And then uh, by chance, we took a chance and we actually got our own space. So instead of renting through another small business, which I'm very grateful to my start, uh, we rented originally from the heart of Riverdale. And then we went and we were working out of the Avalanche Athletic Space, downtown Whitehorse, um, lots of support to get us off the ground. And now we have our own studio space down in the Marwall industrial area on Tungsten Road. And yeah, we, my business partner, Rebecca Reynolds, we signed our lease, like I say, it was the day that the town shut down again. So November 26th of 2021, after our first, oh, we've opened everything up too much and now we need to shut it down again, <laughs> was the day we signed our lease. We're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna open a studio. And it, yeah, that's the biggest thing we've done. And I'm, I'm yeah, so proud. We've been here for 15-ish months now. Oh, so you've gone from, you know, performing in other people's venues prior mm -hmm. to the pandemic to opening brick and mortar during yeah. the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> went virtual and we went brick and mortar is basically <laughs> what, what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that's something to be really proud of. That's kind of going against the stream and that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, it's really worked for us. You have been using virtual space too, though. Like you've got a pretty strong Instagram and social media presence. Yeah. Um, the My wonderful teammates, um, Alan Walton and Bria Fraser, run our social media. Um, I have just decided that's not for me. I'll leave it to the next generation. Like 45 minutes to do a post because I had to fix my grammar. Like it's just not for me. It's not for me. So the what you see and the layout and the beauty and the branding is from my awesome teammates and yeah they really kept the presence going and we did in the beginning have an online like we were doing uh instagram live we did a few 
performances over Instagram Live. I did some stretch classes over Instagram Live. We used YouTube as a platform to do like a drop-in class. So we were trying to teach online classes for a time. Um, that was really challenging, really, really challenging. It was not sustainable for us with like just our knowledge base and our access to technology. Um, I think if we, like now that we had a, we have a space and if we needed to go that route, it might be a little easier because I could just set something up permanently and we have a space to work in, but I'm very grateful that we were able to keep doing it analog, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Rick and mortar. Yeah, all the way. Um, the public health measures, we've had them, you know, in varying degrees over the past two years. What have been some of the most challenging for you as a business owner? Uh, we were very lucky. Um, I kept it simple. So in the beginning, event, you know, uh, group gatherings, 10 and under, that was easy. We just put a limit on class registration, wear a mask. Okay. That was easy. Uh, myself and my colleagues and my team very much believe in the vaccine and the safety for the, you know, that it has for the community. We implemented a vaccine mandate before it was a mandate and just stuck to that. It was, yeah, that was a challenge. We talked about that at some point, but like we, we stuck to that and it, it worked. It really, really worked until January of 2022. January of 2022 was the first time that my business had to be basically shut. The doors were shut. We couldn't be because they shut absolutely everything down. And that was, that was very, very hard, uh, just emotionally, financially, all of, all of those things for sure. And then uh, extremely frustrating because it did not seem like it was even across the board of who could be, who needed to be shut down and who didn't. That was really hard mm -hmm. to swallow. What, yeah, yeah. So what do you mean by it wasn't even? Like, cause you're, I like, guess you were under the leisure recreation category, hey? Yeah, but like gyms could be open, but we don't function like a gym, we organize a class. So you could go to the gym with far more than 10 people and sweat all over each other, but I couldn't organize a class of nine people where I could monitor the space and have control over the situation. And to me, that made absolutely no sense. I'm glad that business has got to stay open because it really sucked for those of us that didn't. And I don't know why that happened. Fair enough. Um, you just mentioned um, putting in a mandate, a vaccine mandate. And mm -hmm. so when did you put in that vaccine mandate? In August of I guess 2021, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. August 2021. Yeah. That is so early. When, yeah, when, uh, because we had stopped classes, we shut down when everybody else did at the very, very beginning in 2020. And then we kind of got rolling again and then not again. And then, you know, that kind of thing, <laughs> rolling and then not. And then in June of 2021, there was another, everything kind of, there was that spike after grad, remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that spike after grad, shut a whole bunch of things down. And then we just decided as a team over the summer that once everyone was like, we we're all getting vaccinated, it was happening when we opened up again for classes in the 
2021 season in that fall. I wanted to set that precedent that mm -hmm. this was um, a value of this business and that we are thinking of our community and find, you know, our clientele are very important to us and we want the space to be welcoming and safe for everybody. And more from the side that like, it's not that an unvaccinated person is unwelcome in the space, but that if you are unable to be vaccinated, you will be safe in our space because those of us that can be are, and we're masked. Mm -hmm. And that's the message that I'm hoping we're getting across. And is that mandate still in effect, even though we've seen, you know, other governments lifting it? Yeah. Yeah. We've kept, we still are masked in a vaccine vaccinated space. Mm -hmm. I've, I feel as a small, I mean, that is kind of a bonus as a small business owner. You make your choices for yourself. You carry all the responsibility, but you can also, you don't have to do anyone else says. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's one of the reasons why you tell me what to do. But yeah. Um, yeah, I know that it comes with some challenges and optically that um, might not be the preference for a lot of people and have their opinions, but it's I, what's right for our space. So. Well, you've got a strong product, so that sells itself, right? Like you want, you want the honey. You gotta, you gotta, you know, right? do what, do what it is. Yep. Um, access to pandemic-related supports. Have you used any of the the government-related supports? YG's no. employee sick leave, anything like that? No. Okay. Completely on our own. Yeah. Um, it partially. I it really in the beginning none of it fit like we didn't right. we didn't qualify for what it was at the beginning and then I really just didn't pay attention to it from my perspective from what I saw at the beginning my fear was okay I'm going to collect this money and then what happens when I have to pay it back right because it's not like it's going to take longer to recover than when the government's going to want their money back and that's just mm -hmm. anyone who's had to pay a huge chunk at tax time. Like it's just kind of the reality of being a small business owner. You're always worried about the future money that doesn't exist and you have to spend. And I, yeah, I, that was my biggest thing that I, I would at some point qualify and then the time come to pay it back and you've, you're hooped. You just don't have the money to give them. So uh, yeah, that, and for the longest time, and I don't even like to be honest, I don't know if we even at this point qualify. Being a sole proprietorship, I have contractors versus employees. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not very big, like, you know, as far as the government and big, big business is concerned, as far as big business is concerned, we're not very big. So big in my heart. Yeah. Well, big in the community's heart too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, Going forward, how are you thinking about your business differently? Where, where do you see your opportunity? Um, I, I can see the space growing uh, in the sense of the, the number of people that use it and in the variety, variety of ways that it could be used. So we've just been doing our registered classes, but I'm hoping that it can expand and there's a space can we do a membership situation where people come in folks can come in and use the space at their will to to stretch or do light fitness where you don't have enough space in your apartment or you just 
want to not be with your kids for an hour. Like that kind of, you know, because we, we're a space for women. And so that's really a thing that comes up a lot. Like, can I just come hide here? Of course you can. <laughs> Anytime. So did it. Yeah. I want, I want that to grow. And um, I definitely see the performances coming back. We, the whole two years, it, it didn't, that memory and the idea of us and performing didn't leave the community brain, that's for sure. Uh, we've all been approached at some point from somebody about when are you dancing again? When is there a show? Students wanting to perform, community and member, you know, that kind of thing. So see, can't wait to see how the two grow together, I guess. Mm -hmm. Have you taken up any new skills to kind of better position yourself for new opportunity? Yeah, this was the hardest question I was, I, I want to just know is my answer right away. I'm sure, I'm sure I have without even noticing it. Um, I think the skills that I always had became a bit stronger. Mm -hmm. Things like problem solving and adaptability, um, decision-making, you know, those kind of things that you, you know, you have, I feel like I kind of grew into them because I, I had to mm -hmm. and just kind of take ownership, taking ownership of being the leader and being the business owner was probably the greatest skill, skills. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? <laughs> it does. It does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're going to take the classes. You got to talk to Becky about that one. She does all our bookkeeping now. I'm super impressed. Becky, learn how to QuickBooks. <laughs> that's amazing that's <laughs> well you know i mean becky's on it that's what becky does right like she's, yeah yeah she's my past master she's so good at stuff like that right i need to learn this learning it doing it exactly, exactly. <laughs> um as we do the work of sort of reopening rebuilding yukon's economy as we emerge from the pandemic or as we you know emerge into this endemic state what are you paying attention to? What are your hopes for, for the Yukon? I hope that we can find our safe and healthy ways to reconnect with one another in a real brick and mortar sense, you know, to have, to get back. That's the biggest thing I miss is those, the Thursday market, you know, just connecting collectively in spaces with the community. There's great things out in Haynes Junction. You can just collectively be at with like-minded community members. That's what I really, I hope we find our path into that new space, whatever that's gonna look like. Mm -hmm. Any advice for emerging entrepreneurs? Try, just do it. I got asked this question on a, um, on a panel discussion last weekend, actually. I was part of the Lead As You Are, like women in business panel discussion. And my advice on Sunday, which I guess I'll, I'll give on Thursday as well, is to do it. Um, it will be hard. You're going to work all the time, especially in the beginning. It's not like just check out unless you want to pause your progress, you can, that's the only time you can check out kind of thing and, and take a chance, trust yourself, take a chance. If it's something that um, makes you happy, 
and um, brings you that joy in life, do it. You might not be rich, but you will get a lot more than that out of it for sure. Mm. Any aha moments or shifts in your worldview? We look at the world. It's not a very positive. <laughs> I, I was, I'm a cynical person at best and the pandemic has not helped that uh, in any way. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what to say about that. I am... I, I do see a lot of wonderful people doing good things to connect and support and help each other. Like humans on an individual level are really, I think, good, for lack of a better word. I'm really disappointed in the collective. Um, I don't know if it was an aha moment, but more of a, Oh yeah, <laughs> feeling like this, there's just so many, it's real big when I get out there, you know, when you take your blinders off of your own lane and what you're working on and you look at, you know, we're on the edge of potential international war. We're on the we have climate absolute disaster situation. There's economic downfall we've got justice systems that are garbage like it just uh, I hope we learn something but I don't know so that's my downer ending for everybody thank you for tuning in <laughs> I think that I mean you're speaking a lot of truth there it is a tough time right we've even when it comes to the pandemic right now you know we've we've moved it to individual responsibility and that individual yeah. business responsibility right which you, you you know been really proactive and strong in your approach but now it's like pushing it into the individual rather than the collective and yeah. like you know that's I think that's the farmer's market that's our collective space like yeah Connors are a collective a collective yeah and you know it feels sometimes like we're gaslighting the pandemic the same way we gaslight climate change. It's up to you. It's your individual responsibility, yeah, yeah, individual yeah. things that you do when we know the challenge is big industry and how we do these things collectively. Mm -hmm. And it feels, I know my, you triggered my cynicism too on the whole thing, but that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have your eyes open in any way, it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. What's been your wellness practice? How have you kind of kept yourself grounded and sane through all of this? I have been trying to find a moment, whatever length of time it can be in every day for me, whether it's an extra 30 seconds before I get out of my vehicle to take a deep breath and say a kind word to myself or remember something or have an entire hour to color in my coloring book. I'm trying really hard to find moments just for me. And that's been a huge challenge and a growth thing, but it's helping. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think your space and what you do for a lot of women and community members is 
help them find that grounding wellness space. That's what you provide to so many. So thank you for that. It's my pleasure. <laughs> I'm very happy and proud to have that space for people. So thank you. <laughs> Any closing thoughts before we end out today? Just thanks again. It's been a pretty wild ride and it's nice to um, reconnect and, you know, reflect on where we've, where we started how this whole, you know, as a business, as a people, and then where, where we're at now. And it's really good for me to remind myself of the change that's happened. Like, yeah, I mean, looking at a calendar, it's almost been exactly two years since we've spoken. Yeah. So, and here you are sitting in your own studio space in your own closet, you know, with wardrobe yeah, behind you. You're not in your home that you've tried to, you know, convert into a home studio to teach people online. So not in the kitchen. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. It is. Congratulations. Thank you. I didn't do it alone. So, thank you, everyone out there. Yeah, you got a great team. <laughs> great team and a really good community. So, need the team and I need the clients for it to do for me to do what I do. So thank you, everybody. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time, Kate. Take care. Thank you so much, Carrie. It's been great.